Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Welcome back to Everyday Revival. It's great to have you back on with us. We've been out a couple weeks doing different things, and so I'm glad to be back in the studio here doing this. Um, We've been talking about, in these podcasts, expansion is in our DNA, or basically the expansion of the church uh, at large. And, you know, because we were talking in our previous ones about, you know, the church was in the book of Acts and is right now an unstoppable force in the earth. There is no other force in the earth like the church uh, that is, of course, backed by the power of God. And, uh, you know, we were talking in these earlier ones about the early Christians in in the book of Acts, and we talked um, really extensively about things that went on in the book of Acts and how um, these people um, were stirred to be active for the Lord, empowered. Um, Man, when they got in that upper room, something happened in them, and they were changed from the inside out, not from the outside in. Um, They were with one accord, always. I mean, different accounts that we read. Um, They were just together in one accord. There was unity, and they weren't distracted. They weren't lukewarm. They weren't uninterested in things. They were very um, interested in the progress of the church and the progress of the gospel going forth. Um, listen, b- bottom line, the early fathers of the faith, they were on fire for God, and they were, they were an unstoppable force in the earth. Um, we, we read in Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 13, they were continually filled. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Um, and man, that's what we want. That's what our MO is. When we get up in the morning, we go throughout our day. Um, you know, the, everything that he desires to do through you, he'll do out of the overflow of what he's doing in you. So it's an overflow effect coming out of the inside. Um, we talked about how they received the Holy Ghost and fire in Acts chapter 2. Um, we started to talk about um, that they had a, a deep hunger and a thirst uh, to go forward and to get this gospel, this this uh, message of Jesus Christ out to the people, Acts chapter 4. Um, they were uh, basically, we talked about harmonizing and in tune. They were just, they were in tune with one another. Um, he, uh, that, that power on the inside gave them strength and gave them the ability to do this. Um, you know, this verse over here in Ephesians 3.16, actually in the Amplify, but I'm going to read it in the NIV because that's what I have in front of me. It says, and this is one of those prayers that Paul was praying, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that there's that part of you down on the inside, your spirit man, that has to be empowered, that has to be overflowing, that has to have that power, because that power is what, is what strengthens us to do what we are, are called to do in this earth. Isn't that true? And so I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit, 
with power through his spirit in your inner being, or the King James, I believe, says your inner man. So that's the inner man on the inside being empowered to do these works. Um, let's go on to this. The, the early church, the, the, the book of Acts, they were devoted to prayer. Devoted to prayer. If you turn over to Acts, uh, you, you might go back. I know a lot of you listen in your car while you're getting ready in the morning. But um, in Acts chapter uh, 6, verse 4, uh, let me find it right here. Yeah, and it says, uh, let's read this in the King James. I'm going to start in verse 3. It says, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But listen to this. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of of the word. So what was happening was things were progressing and going, getting so big and many were added to, uh, uh, you know, to the kingdom and things were happening that, uh, the apostles said, look, we, we can't do this all by ourselves. We've got to have Holy ghost people, people on fire to help us do the work of the ministry. And he said, but we're going to give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So, because if they didn't give themselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word, then you're depleted and you can't give out. But you also have to have people that aren't uh, lukewarm, uninterested, and distracted working for you, right, that aren't going to help you progress in the ministry and help you get to where things need to be. So the apostles said, look, we're going we're gonna to give ourselves to prayer. We're going to give ourselves to the Word. Um, Acts 1 and 14, let me read Acts 1 and 14. And uh, it says, and they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication or pleading humbly before God with the women and the Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So these people weren't just sitting around, you know, um, selling things on the side of the road. They were actually, you know, getting before God and they were, they were doing uh, their part in prayer. They were devoted to prayer. Uh, you know, they, they had one heart. Actually, one translation in the Greek says they had one passion. There's something about getting around passionate people. Um, you know, I've met a lot of passionate people without the power, but if you take somebody who's passionate and who has the power, man, you take those two things and they're, they're in a, they're in a different league of, with other people because that passion, that power, those two forces coming together, and there's just something that's going to happen. Um, so they were of one mind, they were of one will, and one heart, and one passion, and something happened. And so um, we see here that, that prayer is such an important factor it, it was an important factor in the early church. And what it did was, um, and this is my fourth point, what it did was it took ordinary people and it transformed them. Prayer, the power of God, spending time in prayer and in the word, it took ordinary people and they became transformed uh, into different people. Acts 1.8, I mean, if you read that verse, it says, but you shall receive power. There's that word again, dunamis, power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And what's going to happen once that power comes upon you? What? You're going to be witnesses to me, 
in Jerusalem, and in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, in whatever city you live in. He, you're going to be a witness. You're not going to be quiet. Once he fills you, you're going to do something with that power on the inside. It's not for just you to consume only. It's for other people. It's to give away. And so ordinary people became transformed uh, by these things. Let's look at Acts 2.14. Acts 2 in verse 14. Um, it, it did something to Peter. Listen to what it did to Peter. It says, this is Peter's sermon. It says, but Peter standing up with the eleven, he raised up his voice and he said to them, and he started preaching, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known unto you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only uh, the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they're going to prophesy. I will show wonders in, heavens in the heavens above, in the signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the uh, coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he goes on to preach. What happened to him? It took somebody ordinary when the, the power of God uh, filled Peter, he became filled with the Holy Ghost, he became transformed, he became another man. So what does this have to do with expansion it, it is in our DNA? Expansion was in the early church. Well, you can't expand without having the power of God on the inside of you. You've got to have that overflow on the inside. So um, he became, he was an ordinary man, and he became transformed. He became sup a supernatural being. And, and when he spoke, there was power in his words. Listen, uh, a, a spirit-filled believer uh, wins souls. They're givers. They're on fire. Uh, they believe that Jesus is coming soon. Uh, they live a holy life. They, they live a, a, a power-filled life. Why? Because when you become transformed because of being filled with his presence and with his power, you become a different person. Um, so these things are like in your life. You win souls. It's just, it's not even an option. You just want to go tell people about Jesus. What else happens? You become a giver. You don't have to twist anybody's arm to, to give. They want to give. They're giving left and right. Uh, they're, they're not just giving to special things. They're giving uh, their tithes, their offerings. They're giving to the work of, of the gospel. They want to see it progress. They're involved in their local church. They're helping. They want to see that vision go forward. They're on fire for God. You don't have to prime them up every Sunday and Wednesday and, you know, put those life paddles on their chest and, you know, bring them back to life. They're on fire. Why? Because they're stirring themselves up during the week. Uh, they believe that Jesus is coming soon, so they're busy. They're out there doing the work uh, of the ministry. Even though they have a full-time job, they're out there doing the work of the ministry because they believe that Jesus is coming soon, because he is. And they live a holy life. Yeah, a holy life. No compromise, 
know, know a little gray area here. Well, Jesus knows my heart. Yeah, he knows your heart. He knows my heart. And that's why um, he wants us to live a holy life, right? So we have, what we do is we start expanding our thinking, expanding our thinking and thinking like Jesus thinks. And how do we, how do we get that? Well, that comes from spending time. We just talked about it. They were devoted to prayer. That comes from spending time in prayer, and it comes from the Word and who you're around. Like if you hang around people that have uh, the mindset of the world, and that's all they talk about is all these so social things and all these uh you know, progressive things, and, and they're, they're totally against uh, what the Word of God says, well, then you want to li limit your time with those people, right? You want to find people that are full of God, that are full of His power, that are full of His presence, and, uh, and get around that, and be around that as much as you can. Um, so it expands our thinking, and that, that expansion of thinking comes from thinking like He thinks. That means we're in the Word of God. We're, in, you know, we're constantly feeding on God's word. You know, we're up in the morning. We've, we got the scriptures out. During the day, we're, we're meditating on, on a, a form, some kind of scripture, you know, a, a verse or two. And we're, we've got that in our, in, our, in our mouth, and then it goes down into our heart. Um, you know, expanded thinking. We've got, uh, you know, a couple of examples here of people with expanded thinking. How about... Um, Small thinking, small thinking. People that, you know, they think small. Um, the reason I want to give you a kind of an example here of small thinking is because I'm going to give you an example of expanded thinking. But, you know, uh, in the book of Acts, because that's what we're talking about, in Acts 5, you know, there was Ananias and Sapphira, and they had some small thinking, and it cost them dearly. Um, you know, it was there, you know, the story, and, and I actually don't have time on all these podcasts to, to read the whole thing, but um, I believe, yeah, it's Acts uh, chapter 5 and verse 1. I'm going to read part of it. It says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it, of course, here we go, that the scripture says she was aware of it, so she knew what he was doing. So when you know what that, that other person is doing and you don't say anything, that means you, you're in agreement with it. And so, and, and, and they brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So what happened? They're small thinking. They're thinking, look, I sold this possession. I know everybody else is doing this, and they're giving everything that they have. But look, we, we don't want to do that. We want to keep back part of these proceeds because we want some money. Show me the money. They wanted the money, right? And so they had greed in their heart and deception in their heart. Deception will cost you. It'll cost you dearly. So they were underhanded about it. They were very deceptive about it. And so listen to what happened. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? So he called him out on it. While it, was, it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own control? Why have you conceived this thing, listen to this part, in your heart? So small thinking, they were thinking small and that greed and that deception, it, filled, it didn't say it filled their mind, it said it filled their heart. 
And, and it says, you have not lied to men, but you've lied to God. So what he did, it was, it was right before God. It was a heart issue. Um, because you, you understand, it was their money. And, it, and they were free to do with it what they wanted. But you see, the problem was, is they were deceiving the whole community of believers there that had given the whole amount, that they had given the whole amount, and they didn't take back anything, but he did, and Ananias and Sapphira did. So you understand that the early church, they weren't playing. It was a place of purity, and, uh, you know, sin wasn't tolerated uh, in, in that uh, community of believers. And so what happened? Well, let's read on. I said I wasn't going to read all, but it's good. It says, then Ananias, hearing these words, he fell down and he breathed his last. In other words, he died. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. But that wasn't the end of the story. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in. So <laughs> obviously they didn't have time. You know, nowadays people would be like, okay, so I want to get with you and I want to tell you what I said so we can have the same story, right? And so, but listen to what happened. It says, now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, so they couldn't get their story straight. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, burying her husband, her and her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. So I just wanted to give you an example. This is in the Bible. Yeah, these people, they fell dead because they lied and they, their hearts weren't right. Um, why am I talking about this? Because they had small thinking. And we're talking about expansion and uh, expansion and expanded thinking. And so it, what a great example of things not to do, right? Holding back and deceiving the whole lot of them. Um, listen, the early church was, like I said, was a place of purity and sin couldn't live in it. They, they, they were moving, and the power of God was present, and people were getting healed, and uh, the shadow of Peter and, uh, you know, uh, was healing people as, as he walked by, and, 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 you know, thousands were added to uh, the kingdom. You know, it was saying 3,000 here, 5,000 here, and all these things were happening, but yet right in the middle of that, they had to... They had to address these things, and these things had to be taken care of so sin couldn't get in because when sin gets in, it corrupts things, and it causes a stunted growth. And so the things couldn't, the gospel wouldn't be able to spread. So in order to stay on course, we, ha we can't have small thinking. We have to keep pressing forward, and we have to expand our thinking, expand, expand our thinking because, listen, we're seeing here that in the early church, it was in their DNA. Once they got, when it, were in the upper room, once they got filled with the power of God, there was power present to do something. 
I mean, these people, they were going forward. They were pressing forward. I mean, it's like that verse, and I'll end with this today. Uh, Philippians 3.14 says, Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself to have taken hold of it, but this one thing I do. I'm going to forget what is behind, and I'm going to, the Bible says in the new NIV, it says I'm going to strain forward to what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Notice he said, I press. So these things we've got to press for and, and, and lean into instead of just saying, well, God's good and Jesus is coming back soon and we're all going to just have a great time. No, we have to do something. And, uh, you know, I told you I was going to give you an example of expanded thinking. But, um, there, you know, you can jot these down, Acts 2, 40 through 47 is an example. There's many examples of the way that they thought they moved as one body um, towards getting the gospel out and getting the good news out. And I'm telling you, expansion, I go back to what Jesse DePlanis said. He said expansion is the breath of Christianity. It's our breath. We, we don't just sit. We get up and do and go and move. Um, you know, that one verse that says, in you I live and move and have my being. I've got to, I, that, that expansion on the inside of us, it, it compels you to move forward. So if that's you, if you've been sitting around and, and saying, you know, I just feel dry. I just feel like I can't, I don't have any vision for my life. I'm telling you. A great thing to do is get into the book of Acts here. Start off and look at what happened to them in the upper room. Uh, it, you know, I know many of you are probably filled with the Holy Ghost. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. The, you know, that, uh, that second filling, that, that you know, power that you get, the, it's the evidence of speaking in tongues, that is going to empower you to live a powerful Christian life. And we're not ashamed of it. I'm telling you, I don't back off of it because that is the power that's going to get you through your day. That's the power on the inside. He said, I, you, will, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And, uh, and I'm telling you, it helps me every day. And I hope it helps you every day. So along these lines, just study these things. Just look in the book of Acts and look at the way that the early church moved forward in these things because they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I got to go now today. We're going to leave you with these words. And I'm telling you, just listen to these things over and over again. And it will, it will, it will propel you forward in your walk with God. Well, until next week, we say, keep on with the things of God. Keep on being hungry. Keep on being filled. And uh, live in everyday revival. 